2: conditions apply. See site for details.
3: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
1: Okay, so you work at a restaurant and there's this guy who keeps coming in who Is too old for you but like he's charming and like sort of innocuous like it's fine Um, and then you like sort of get into a pattern where like he comes in and like he flirts with you a little bit and you're like okay this is fine and eventually you start delivering food to where he works uh, and then like there's something there but you're like I'm not actually interested in this then one day you discover that he has a six-year-old daughter who has cancer And she's going to die. What do you do?
2: This is Same Day Shipping, the show where we geek out about real love and fake relationships. I'm Colin. I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan.
4: I'm Patrick.
3: You... You decide to ask him to marry you so you can help raise the kid. Here's a, here okay, here's what I'm gonna th- I'm gonna my I might be on the wrong side of history. You're, it sounds like a him problem. I'm like I don't I think it's like a sad coincidence that he has a dying daughter, but like
4: it's Oh not my your god, thing. Kelly, that is him the problem. perfect way of putting it. It is a sad coincidence.
3: Yeah it has
1: nothing
4: to do with you, your situation. <laughs>
1: You're you're not even in a relationship with this guy. Why would you to be
3: have noted. a boyfriend, sort of? Wait, so was it just like a race of like, who's going to be the first person to like meet you that has a dying kid that you would then marry? Mm-mm. Like, is that the only thing that determines like if you're going to marry somebody?
4: Honestly, I, so you just never speak to him again because, you know, <laughs> whatever. There's nothing there and bummer. Um, yeah. Okay,
3: and but then, he's
1: going to years- come into your restaurant again.
3: Well, then oh. you just give him some free eggs. I don't know. You Eggs? Like, I meant I was food, say, not maybe- your <laughs> eggs. Oh, my God. Okay, so you give him your free <laughs> eggs and you go, try again. Yeah. To <laughs> replace. <laughs> I meant like food. Like you just give him some free food and you're like, this is, I'm sorry about your kid, um, but the restaurant's my life.
1: Uh. <laughs> I'm married to the restaurant. <laughs> Okay, does it does it change anything if this is how you found out that he has a kid and that she has cancer? Um, okay. Is you are, um, it's Christmas time, and so you're like caroling with a group of singers, and they're like, okay, the next house that we're going to, like the person who's leading the choir, is like, the next house we're going to, there's a kid who has cancer. <laughs>
3: So like, you don't find out from him; you find out from your choir mate. You yeah, find so, out
1: from your choir mate, yeah. And so this is everybody- supposed to
3: change if you marry the
1: person. <laughs> does it, it just does it change anything? Also, you're in high school. Oops. I <laughs> mean,
3: it changes. Oh, oh my wow. god! What the fuck is this? What is this from? <laughs> uh,
2: you're in high school, and you're sort of dating an alien, but it's like been off and on. <laughs> <laughs> this is shit. Yeah, yeah, it is.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the thing that happens on Roswell. This is the f- Christmas episode.
2: <laughs> Wait. She, she so doesn't she, end up marrying him. She just oh. she just decides in her mind, like, oh, this little girl needs a mom.
3: I could do that. I'll oh. marry him and raise the child. Okay, here's what I would do. I, if you really feel like this kid needs a mom and it needs to be me, you tell this man. I will marry you for exactly the amount of time that this kid is alive oh my god the second that that kid is in the ground i'm gone i'm out the door oh no but this guess is... what an alien what? just solved the, the cancer the kid's gonna live a no! long life oh my god oh no!
4: it's a verbal contract <laughs> kelly <laughs> no oh
3: fuck are you fucking kidding me wait the alien brings the kid back so then you're Talk with this fucking guy. You made no. the deal. Mm-hmm. You gotta poison that kid. You gotta get <laughs> out of the picture <laughs> and be like, "Damn, that alien shit did not take." That's so sad. <laughs> this is awful.
1: Yeah, it's real bad.
2: <laughs> oh, oh man! But hey, sometimes at the end, at the end of the episode, everything went back to normal.
1: We're doing sitcom ships today. Woo-hoo. <laughs> because we're at the end of wandavision i
3: can't mm-hmm. believe it's over
1: i know <laughs> obviously we're recording in advance so like we haven't actually seen it yet no so we excited. have
3: two episodes to
2: go at this point yes so at this point we're incapable of spoiling yeah well, we're end. incapable
1: of spoiling the yeah the end of it but there are several little I guess spoilers there's
3: stuff we could spoil are yeah. all of
2: us currently watching it i am
3: yes
4: yes okay.
2: colin
3: are you yes. watching? It? okay yeah, yeah. Um it's good. It is good. I had my feelings yeah. about the most recent episode, but they are what they are. I hate to say it. I feel like everybody else loved it. I I'm alone in, in in the world, but It was
2: okay. very uh dwelling on emotional things that and not a lot of action. Here's the thing, but I, I loved the emotional I loved,
3: things. I loved the emotional <laughs> things. I really did. I loved the emotional things. I just personally felt that it took away a lot of the Ag- it was Agatha All Along. It wasn't Agatha all along.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: me. I I see I never bought into I yeah, I always I don't think I gave Agatha that much credit coming out of the, Ag- yeah, the Agatha I, all, along. all along song. Yeah. I,
1: I assumed that the Agatha all along song was like Wanda's reaction to a perceived villain in her midst. That like right. her her magic spontaneously created that. So like yeah, she's been there and like being this chaos agent, but isn't necessarily, you know, behind everything.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's great to watch a show week to week, but I think a show like this. Almost gives us all too much time to come up with like explanations and theories, Mm -hmm. and then you get disappointed with the show for not being the show that you
0: (laughs) decided. And I'm not
2: accusing those because this has happened with me like multiple times during Mm -hmm. this show. Where like I'm like, oh, that's what that means, or oh, Mm -hmm, I wonder if mm -hmm. oh, what if this really cool thing is going to happen, and then the really cool thing that I invented in my mind doesn't happen, and I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. is the story you're telling, okay.
0: I actually be, was not. You, know, you could have
2: fucking mutants here, but fine. Yeah, 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 no. no. Tell yeah, your the, story. Pietro, the Pietro debacle. <laughs> like, you I- could be telling a freaking X-Men prepper, but no, yeah. tell the story you want to tell. Fine.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, for me, I'm like, I, uh, I, just, mm, I just felt that it abandoned a format that was really interesting, and it kind mm-hmm. of made things a little bit too straightforward. Yeah. I felt like things could have just been more interesting and i gotta tell you even though i love vision i love 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 her in relationship with vision if she ends up getting to be with an alive vision i'm like then you did not tell a story about grief because most right. people uh, whose loved ones <laughs> die <this guy, laughs> okay, okay. Do we don't know what's gonna happen no we don't
2: i think it's gonna be I mean, I to i'm gonna get that white vision well i think white vision will be less less standing and white vision doesn't love her right mm. so right. she will be left alone hopefully i and hope. then she can go on her because she needs she
3: Settling down is not <laughs> in the cards for her. No, no, I'm sorry. She still has to find herself.
2: Yeah, she's not done. But, guys, um, at, which, at this, she at yeah. this point, she we're, has two kids we're
1: speculating. In house. Oh,
2: yeah, we're speculating. I'm setting up a thing we're to be spec- disappointed by. <laughs> well, and also, oh we're
1: speculating God, also, about an episode that's already been that released. already happened. Yeah, wow, dude,
3: this is like when this is like when we had an episode like right before uh, Trump was elected. I can't like, talk about it. It's Not gonna fucking happen.
2: Oh, we so, had so much dreams. Okay, but yeah. you know what is comforting in times of stress? It
3: comes.
2: It comes. It comes. <laughs> as as WandaVision explains, yeah, to as us. Wanda knows.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow! 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 Do you guys want to do your ships at the same time?
3: <laughs> what if they're the exact same? That'd be okay. insane.
2: I, I, mine is pretty, um, it's, mine's a bit of a deep cut. So if it oh. is, it'll mean that you and I are like meant to be friends.
3: Okay. I don't think it's the same. Okay.
2: <laughs> then let's try because
3: I don't want to be disappointed. Do you want to oh, yeah. go first? Uh, sure, 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 sure. Okay. Mine is a canon ship.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so it's also very not deep cut because it's canon and it's from the show called Kim's Convenience and it's Mr. and Mrs. Kim. um. I don't know if any of you guys watch Kim's Convenience. It's, I love it. It's very, like, if you just want, like, sw- funny, s- it's it's exactly sitcom right? Like, even though it's single cam, um, it's still, like, everything. It's just, like, wholesome and sweet and cute but also funny. Um, and it's about this uh, Korean family, this Korean-American family that own a convenience store in Canada. It's a Canadian show. And thus the wholesomeness. Um, and Mrs. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Kim are the parents of uh, of Janet, who is their daughter. Um, and they just run this convenience store. And it's just like their adventures running this convenience store. And it's modern day. Um, but also they're from Korea. Um, so it like it tackles the like immigrant experience and also like the immigrant parents experience, in particular, the Asian <laughs> immigrant parent experience and I feel like these two characters they the the writing of these two characters does a great job of demonstrating the complicated relationship that you have with immigrant parents where you're like man like there's some really backwards shit that you have going on (sighs) but like but at the core and I think this is maybe you know everyone's parents are different as far as like being good or bad (laughs) people um, <laughs> at the core parents the kims, exist
2: on a spectrum
3: <laughs> there is the kims are at the core very good people and they're working to be progressive and so they are they're when they're encountered with things that they don't necessarily understand right away they're like oh i'm just learning about it and like now i this is the way the world is i accept it mm-hmm. um but they're also like Mrs. Kim is, like, deeply entrenched at the Korean church that they go to, and she has her own, like, bullshit with the other church moms, <laughs> and uh, Mr. Kim is, like, very, like, no, uh, things have to go it, – it, it reminds me of the parents in um, Greek Wedding, My Big Fat Greek Wedding.
4: Oh, where yeah, it's, totally.
3: Where it's, like, this guy thinks that he's, like, in control of the family, but, like, yeah. clearly he's absolutely not, and it's the mom who controls everything. So and, and also it's and we were talking about this off air like they're very like, well, why can't you just live with us forever to the daughter? And she's like, <laughs> oh, my God, no. <laughs> so it's very cute. And it's yeah, it's, I really recommend this show. I is it on Netflix? It's on streaming somewhere. I think, they're yeah. I think I,
4: it just I think it just hit Netflix. um Yeah, it's I, good. I, it's super cute. It's so funny. I love Mr. Kim because he's like he's canadian and like woke in the weirdest way (laughs) yeah like he's very like he's very like aggressively like first generation uh you know like oh stereotypical i work hard i did my bootstraps kind of thing like this is mine and also Everyone is equal, and I know how to give the most love to everyone, and I want to hug everything. And yeah, because like, I want to
3: be Mr. Kim, the dad to everybody.
4: He's he's such a good dad, except for his son, which is except like- for his son, which is classic.
3: <laughs> it's and so good. I, because the son, he found out that the son was like stealing from his, from the convenience oh, store, okay. and so he like cut him off and was like, "I'm never going to talk yeah. to you again." Oh Jesus! And but Does that happened
2: during the show, or is that like a that's
3: a- pre? Yeah, okay. yeah. And then the daughter is like the quote good one, but it's really that they just like make her live at home. And so she's trying to move out the whole time. She eventually Mm -hmm. does. Yeah. Um, But there's also like just an example of a storyline with them is that uh, they, their washing machine breaks. Do you remember this Mm -hmm. Mm storyline? Yeah. Their washing machine breaks and Mr. Kim is like, okay, uh, I'll replace it. And his, and the wife is, and Mrs. Kim is like, oh, well I can just get a deal with this guy. He's like, no, I, I got it. I got it. I can do it. I, I'm gonna do it. But really, he has this plan to like buy a washing machine, put it up for sale at his convenience store, so he can create an ad for super cheap, so that way he can do price match. Oh Jesus! At another mm-hmm. store <laughs> and demand a refund, but then it. he he accidentally ends up with two washing machines <laughs> because the store is like this serial number is not is not like from us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you cannot return it. And then so then his son, he, he like f- finally calls his son and is like, I need your help. And his son's like, well, why don't we just switch the doors of the uh. washing machines? But like that doesn't work. So it's like they're always getting into like schemes. And it, and I feel like it's so accurately portrays like what it's like to have Asian – an Asian parent. Um, so I, I, I love the show. My mom loves the show and she's my Asian parent. So she – I feel like it is <laughs> accurate. And I feel like every – there's someone – for everyone to um to identify with in this show, so I I really like it.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna um, check it out. yeah, me too. It's I really it's like, super fun. Uh, I I really like just in Kelly and what you're describing there that like the dad is trying to like he's trying to pull a fast one and then like needs the help of his shoplifting. Son. Yes, like, and that's, that's the so thing. cool. He needs his sketchy
3: son. <laughs> yeah, and then so his son is like helping him, and the whole time they're kind of like, well, I know like what I'm doing. Like they're both. Re- refusing to admit that, like, they really need each other. It's yeah. it's great.
4: Well, and what he what he really needs is a class as Mrs. Kim sneak attack. Which, She's yeah, the crafty one. Mrs. Kim one, sneak
3: attack, yes. And he
4: won't, like, he acknowledges Mrs. Kim's famous sneak attacks, but yes. he won't admit that she is, like, the crafty schemer. Like, did you see the one where uh, she was having uh, acquaintances? Oh, she was having people from the church choir
3: Mm-hmm. smuggle
4: back face cream from korea <laughs> That's
3: because it was my illegal mom does. my mom does that kind of shit she she goes to visit her friend in france and smuggles back this special maggie sauce from france because you can't get the french kind here mm-hmm. so she'll have she'll bring an extra fucking suitcase yeah full do. of a fucking soy sauce <laughs> back here and i always get some special soy sauce i have some in my uh thing right now in my kitchen
1: that's fun though. I love that.
4: <laughs> That's what's yeah. up. That's a classic Mrs. Kim sneak classic attack. Classic
3: Mrs. Kim sneak attack. <laughs>
4: uh but my uh, so okay, my uh ship is also from Kim's Convenience.
3: <gasps> what? Oh
4: <my> God! Yes. <laughs> holy, I, ha- holy. I also have a character who I relate to, and it is Mr. Chin, the guy who <gasps> just hangs out in the convenience I store. Love
3: <laughs> Mr. Chin, and oh, all of the friends, like the ancillary characters, are so good.
4: They're so funny. It's like a lot of it, a lot of like, oh, this is like a funny like uh, cold open. Like have a weirdo mm-hmm. in the store, but then it's like the same as the seasons go on. It's the same six like weirdos coming to the store over and over again. Oh, so sure. they become mm-hmm. like, uh, and one of them is Mr. Chin. Uh, he's obsessed with his little dog. What's the name of his dog? Is it... uh oh, I don't
3: remember. Uh,
4: he has a cute little dog that he is in love with. Um, and he's funny. He's, he has this very particular like cadence to all of his jokes yes. that makes him uh, really, really good. But I have a ship for Mr. Chin because there's an episode where he's like... You kind of see behind the curtain like, Mr. Chin... He's a horny guy. He wants he to get down. He yeah. uh, he loves the ladies. And I think if he ever were to cross paths uh, sexually with Pastor Nina, they could really oh, wow. get something going.
3: Pastor Nina. Okay, so Pastor Nina. You need to explain Pastor Nina to Ryan and Patrick.
4: Yes, so Pastor Nina is the new non-Korean uh, pastor of their church. Uh, she's a total babe. Uh, Mr. Kim is like a... Uh, crazy simp for her um because it's like which okay, i love the episode right. where they they know <laughs> <Yeah>, he's <laughs> simping
3: for her hard he's he simping. simps for her
4: so hard Patrick's but then you out? find I out if you right? heard that oh you're out you don't you don't like simps
3: <laughs> he's just mad because he doesn't have any simps right now uh, it's okay oh, who I just tweeted us some. who wants to simp for patrick someone
4: please <laughs> 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 So, you know, she's got simps, which I think Mr. Chin would appreciate because it's like a status thing for him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Um, but no, uh, the episode where they introduce her is really funny because they reveal that Mrs. Kim uh, is simping for the former pastor, yes. the male pastor.
3: Oh. <laughs> and it's so, so that- funny because like right before that, Mr. Kim is like, I don't see why you guys like, like the church so much, like blah, 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 blah. And it's because it's like this you know charming handsome pastor that like mrs kim obviously likes and then they get this new pastor and all of a sudden he's like very into going to church it's very funny (laughs) Mm -hmm.
4: and like mrs the mrs kim always gives the pastor free gum like when he comes into the store
3: oh my god (laughs) yes and and like his tab is so expensive because he just keeps coming in and like getting more free shit
4: Mm -hmm. uh so so fun that's great
3: i love that with those two
4: I think I think uh, she's she's out on the town. She's, you know, in the community. She wants to ingrain herself. She uh, she's horny. She's hot. She's down. She's a sexy modern pastor. And I think Mr. Chin would be, uh, you know, right right there with it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And he would just like, because that's the thing, he would worship her, and not just because she's a. Well, I guess that's idolatry. Yeah. Not not, just because she's a But that's
4: fun. No, behind closed doors, like that's kind of the thing. And then they have to pray for forgiveness, which is like hot too.
3: Yeah. 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 Speaking of ancillary characters, Colin, you know that the the guy that owns the Indian restaurant? Yes, I love him. I love him. There's like a part, just like so small, when he's like, um, he's like, you know, he runs a Indian restaurant and he does a lunch buffet. And he was like, you know, I just love watching these white people fish around in this chicken tikka, trying to find a piece of chicken. You really think I'm going to put chicken in, in a curry for 3 dollars You can keep searching and searching. <laughs> it is not there.
4: I was like, oh, my God.
3: <laughs> so good. So, like, th- that show really, if you just want sweet happiness, watch it.
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, that sounds nice. Yeah. Oh, God. There was, another, there was another moment with him when he was explaining to Mr. Kim why he has to tip. Uh, people who, like, work at the store. is like, no, I pay for the job that they do. If he wants more money, he should charge more. He's like, you don't understand. Like, the waiters at my restaurant, I pay them an unlivable wage. But because (laughs) of tips, somehow they survive.
3: (laughs) It's it's, it's that thing of, like, you can tell that all of it is written from the inside, right? Because, like, I can call my mom stingy all I want, right? And it feels... Like, but if, like, some white person does it, I'm like, oh, I don't well, know.
4: Well, you notice how when you uh, pose that question to your three white friends, we were all definitely silent. <laughs> yeah, <what laughs> that?
3: We have I that's don't that's know where this say. is going. <laughs> can, she, can she say that? I don't Whatever know. Whatever you say, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but there is this, like, it feels like it's written from experience. And it, like, yeah. it mm-hmm. is very, like, oh, my God. Like, my, like, it, it is just classic. It's like my mom trying to, like, bar- like barter at the fucking Macy's. And I'm like, right. that's not what happens. Does it work? <laughs> No, it gets oh. me slapped in the face in a Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: why, why did you real? get slapped?
3: Oh, mother slapped me because I got embarrassed. Oh, mother slapped me because I got embarrassed. And I said, um, oh. I was like, I don't mean grateful and slap me. Parents anyway.
2: really don't like when you're embarrassed at them.
3: Listen, when you're it, embarrassed of them. It creates like rage. They get parents. filled. Well, because then they're embarrassed, but. They're like, I will not examine this.
2: Um, no, let's we'll just get it out. out. I will just expel all yes. of these
3: feelings. Kill the messenger. Right
2: upon a child that yes. I, that didn't choose to join the world no. that I brought here. <laughs>
3: yes.
4: Look, if my, if my parents are listening, I've done a lot of work over the last 20 years to, to love the fact that my mom can return french fries at a Target <laughs> cafe.
3: Oh, my God. Classic. My mom was so proud when she told me that you can return anything out of Vaughn's if you don't like the taste of it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, they're not I paying for net. bullshit. Uh, I think I've been cursed because when I was like this famous story in my family is that we went to go see uh, Empire Strikes Back when it was released uh-huh. in the theaters. And my mom was driving me and my brother to go. And we're in the car. And my mom's like, what if I just came with you? and i looked at her sweatpants <laughs> no ryan, ryan. <laughs> and i said in those pants <laughs> and for the rest of time i've been like shamed by my family it was a very dark story of like how horrible yeah. ryan was she was just... oh but now yeah. but
3: what since i mean pandemic was... i wear sweatpants <laughs> all the time day. of course We all do i've been i i i I'm not God bless people in jeans. That's all I can say. You're so. I wear me. skinny
4: jeans seven days a week, uh-huh. motherfuckers. I need to maintain a sense of normalcy. <laughs> how's how's that going? It. It's great. My legs are a little uncomfortable all the time. It's look. I'm gonna be honest. For.
3: I did see a video of you doing squats in jeans, and I almost died. I was yeah. like, look, <laughs> he looks great. We're all very proud of him. But the jeans <laughs> situation, I'm worried. <laughs> here's the thing that particular
4: pair of jeans is like 78 percent plastic those <laughs> things stretch to the fucking moon that's fias right there those aren't like fucking oh yeah fias Levi's. Jeans. i
3: remember yeah, yeah. when you got those you were so proud
4: oh i get all of my jeans at fias oh, yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> i still haven't been in there it's great Ooh. um okay who else has got a sitcom ship i do Okay, so
2: this is a sitcom ship that I remember as a kid being very invested in and caring a lot and being heartbroken the way it went out, but I think it kind of just taught me that sometimes things don't last forever. And that ship is from a show called Growing Pains, and it's Mike Seaver and Julie Costello. Are you guys familiar?
3: No. No. Okay,
2: so Mike Seaver is in the Growing Pains family. Their deal is it's a bunch of kids, teenagers, and their dad's a psychiatrist, but really he doesn't know what to do with his own kids. <laughs> um,
1: <and he> was, <laughs> a psychiatrist has problems.
2: Have <laughs> yeah, problems at home. What? And then he. His salad wife and is uh,
4: scrambled eggs. <laughs> she's a, I'm listening. <laughs>
2: she's a journalist. Oh my god. Um, but she like took time off to have a baby at some point. So that's a storyline. But whatever. They're two working parents and three kids. Mike's the oldest, and he's. Kirk Cameron, he's very handsome and kind of gets skates on being handsome and charming, like through life. Mm. Um
1: both on and, and off the show.
2: Yes. And then he has a little sister named Carol, who's three years younger, who's like type A, high achiever, kind of intense and annoying. Um, and then there's the youngest Ben, who's a typical youngest where he's just like wants attention, is the baby of the family, but doesn't really have anything to call his own in terms of personality.
4: Wow, spoken like a true older sister.
2: (laughs) I did kind of pour it on, Um, but so like I always I loved Mike. I mean, Mike was very mean to Carol. And like now, as an adult, watching like that's not a nice way to treat your younger sister. But Mm. I loved it as a kid. Um, And Mike falls in love with oh, there's also baby Chrissy. He falls in love with baby Chrissy's nanny. Oh, and they have a secret love affair.
4: Well, she's the nanny.
2: While she's the nanny. Oh my god! How old no. is Mike in this
4: scenario? Mike
2: is this. This is the time where Mike has moved. I think he's graduated high school. He's moved to an apartment over the garage, and I think he goes to community college and works. Like he's kind of he's not launched. Okay. Partially because he's on a show. There's a sitcom set in a house. Yeah, but, yeah. So they're both like nineteen, and she, or she might be a little older because she's uh going. To, she's in she's in college at Columbia at the time. So, but she works as a nanny
3: to they look mistakes. so young
2: they are so young and she's like so pretty and nice and smart and she like put up with Mike's bullshit but also like made him want to be a better man and I ate that shit up when I was like eight <laughs> yeah. or whatever Um, and then this is okay so then they're at someone else's wedding and he gets like really moved and he's like I want to marry you mm. meanwhile they are very young yeah and he's living in an apartment over his parents garage his family is against it, but he's like, no, I love her. I'm going to marry her. So of course I ate all that shit up too. And then he gets cold feet, but he can't tell her. He's just like, he, cause he loves her, but he, he's, he doesn't think they're ready. So then the day before their wedding, he comes into the family room of growing Pains, and there's a note from her and she's left. And <gasps> she Tells him over VO, she's already on a plane. She was scared. She loved how, how sure he was, but she wasn't sure. And she wasn't ready. And she just leaves him.
3: Well, I mean, it's good when it works out that way, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, convenient. It was,
2: yes. Heartbroken. Then, like the next season or maybe, then he meets the person who in real life was his wife. And there's a whole thing we could talk about the real life elements of this. Mm. But then he's dating this other woman. He takes her to a really fancy restaurant because he's really excited about her. Guess who is his waitress? <gasps> no.
3: no! yeah, Oh, my God. And
2: they've never spoken. They've never had closure. So then he takes the date home. And then he comes back to the restaurant to, like, finally have a conversation with her. And they essentially are just like, we loved each other. We weren't ready. We both know that now. Like, I wish you the best in life. You know, I loved you. You hurt me. I loved you, too. You hurt me, too. And they have closure. And I remember it so vividly. I, like, I ate that shit up. (laughs) Now, as a grown-up, I found out Kurt Cameron had Julie fired (gasps) because she did sexy pictures.
3: Oh my god! Yeah, he's yes. all. And he's he, all religious yeah, and, and
2: shit. he didn't want to kiss anyone on screen who wasn't his wife. What? So they got rid of Julie and brought in his actual wife so that he could kiss her on screen.
1: This is still true now. When he's in movies, is that when he kisses someone in movies, they bring in his wife for the actual kissing?
3: Are you I fucking mean, kidding me? Yeah, I am not. <laughs> That's Ew. Kinda, that's
4: kind of hot, right? You got a- uh...
3: What? <laughs> I mean- <laughs>
1: It's a fun power move, yeah.
3: It's, it's very, like... um. what's his name, not going to dinner with, you know what I'm- Who's that guy?
4: What? Mike that Pence. Republican. Oh, uh, mother? Mike Pence.
3: Oh, Mike, Mike Pence. Pence. That Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Pence.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> We've come a long way in the last yeah, sixty yeah. days. Also, like
3: having your entire <laughs> career melted down to that Republican. <laughs> I
4: love it.
1: We should just start referring to all of them that way. Yeah,
3: that Republican. Yeah. <laughs> that Republican. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, oh uh, Jesus, Jesus are you mother. serious? Yeah. So so in retrospect, like now that I know that, it kind of sours. Yeah,
4: no like, kidding. Like it doesn't
2: feel as artistic a choice, Mm-mm. but <laughs> but as a kid, it was like because usually in sitcoms, everything works out. Yeah. Or someone is, like, totally the villain. And in this, there really isn't a villain. It's just, like, they fell in love. They were too young. You know, circumstances got to the point where they had to either get married or break up. And so they had to break up.
4: Yeah. I've got a a silver lining for, like, the artistic uh, choices of the sitcom. So you're... Shitty Boss is like, I'm not going to kiss this actor who you've been writing for for six months. You have to mm-hmm. write her off. And then the they like come up with a way to make it this like beautiful breakup and this cathartic thing for a young mogi to learn yeah. from and carry on. I, I think that's
3: nice. I think it's – yeah, I agree. I think it's – the way it came about is really shitty, but I think it's a cool story that you wouldn't normally see in
1: yes. a sitcom. Well, and so much of like sitcom writing in like later seasons end up being about like who's available for what and like what people actually want to do anyway Mm. that like, you know, the artistic concerns kind of start to get thrown, you know, into more jeopardy and like they just get affected by these real life things. So Mm -hmm. I think I I don't think that ruins it completely, but fuck Kirk Cameron.
4: Yeah. I mean,
2: (laughs) And I wish that Julie went on to get her own show called It's Julie. And she had adventures. Julie's really doing
1: her. fine.
2: I mean, her main characteristics were being charmed by Mike Seaver, totally mm-hmm. get it, and being a good nanny. So mm-hmm. I guess those two things, I thought she was pretty great.
4: Okay, wow, so here's, she as a waitress.
2: She was an okay waitress, okay. but she probably should have stayed a nanny.
4: Here's the
1: thing, though. Here's the thing with like going on to like another show because this is, I'm gonna transition into my yes. ship here. Um, is it Fraser? No, it is not Fraser. and <laughs> Okay, and what I'm is listening. there to
2: ship on S- Fraser anyway? Moving on. <laughs> the dad Niles and daughter. Oh, Eddie and you're right.
1: No, so my my ship is uh Mary and Rhoda from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Mm-hmm. oh, um, And I love them together uh, like Rhoda is just exactly what Mary needs. Cause, like, she's, you know, she started this new job. It's in TV. It's like her boss is a, a dick, but also, like, sweet, uh, you know, at the heart of it. And she just needs someone who can, like, unplug her from that and be like, fuck it. We're just having fun tonight. Um, And, like, they're just perfect for each other. Like, Mary's just high strung enough to, like, bring Rhoda back down to earth. And Rhoda's just chill enough to, like, keep Mary's head from exploding. Oh, I um, love that. But, but 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 but. Uh are any of you aware of a 2000 a, a made for TV movie from the year 2000 called Mary and Mary Rhoda? Mary and Rhoda. No. Yes. Oh, i am seeing of
3: it this. on Oh no. I googled it. Okay. Because I was like, "Whoa, I did not know it existed."
1: The, I also did not know it existed until last night. Um, did You watch it? <gasps> I watched it. Um it is a it is a tough watch. But <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore and Valerie Harper are like, they remain perfect and like are both so fucking funny as those characters. Um, and even though the shit that they go through and we'll talk about it, <laughs> the shit that they go through in this uh, reunion movie um, sucks and is like um, saccharine and like has, I don't know, like the, the worldview of it is just like gross and weird mm. Um but like they're still very sweet together and I just want to see them spending time together. So the premise is they're both like 60, right? Um, and, uh, they're both, or so Mary is, uh, was recently married to a congressman. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and he died in a climbing accident, a rock climbing accident. Mm. Um, and, uh, so she took four months to just like bum around Europe and like Mm -hmm. try to, (laughs) try to mourn her way out of it. Um, so she's coming back to New York when when the movie starts. Um, also coming to New York is Rhoda, um, who uh, was married to this uh, French dude, um, and they got uh, they they recently got divorced. So they're both like uh, you know newly single and sad about it, um, mm. and they they have daughters. Um, Rhoda's daughter is named Meredith, so like obviously named after Mary, and Mary's daughter is named Rose, obviously named after Rhoda. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both they have like mm-hmm. the sort of cross personalities, like uh, of course, right? Um, Rose is uh, she she's going to NYU, but she's gonna drop out so she can start doing stand up comedy, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like the, the the whole movie is them like. Uh, getting together which is sweet and i i like seeing them like in in their 60s being like we've lost everything but at least we have each other again but then but then mary gets a job at a tv station where (laughs) where she has to produce these like news segments that are like too mean and her boss is this like um you know early 2000s like media jackass that's mm-hmm. like n- no, no more nice stories. Like everything's got to be mean. Everything's got to have teeth. If it has, if it bleeds, it leads. You know.
4: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Finally, like- you're
4: getting to the shippable <laughs> character. <laughs>
1: No, this dude is. His name is like Tristan or Trevor or something like
4: that. We gotta
2: remember him for next Christmas so that Colin uh, yes. can ship
4: him. Mary Alice, I got someone I want you to meet. But so Mary gets put on
1: a story about uh, like two kids in gangs and like. Th- and the one kid shoots and murders the other kid <laughs> and, <Jesus. laughs> oh my god yeah so this is like what we're dealing with right and the guy's like "Ah, oh, just tell the juicy bits of the story oh yeah is
3: nightcrawler like, <laughs> it's yeah, basically
1: it's not- nightcrawler except Mary's job is to like or the job that she puts on herself is to like tell the human story behind it and Mm -hmm. like talk to the parents and like what would you say to the other kids parents if you could as though they couldn't actually talk to the parent like you can Mm -hmm.
2: Um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it would be kind of (laughs) rude a little
1: in any event she saves the day through kindness um of but, course
2: she does. And then she throws her hat in the air.
1: There's no hat throwing in there's this. No,
2: there's not one Wait, reference to hat throwing.
1: No one throws. In the hu- <gasps> no. Not,
3: not even, in even the like background? A,
2: not even like, I'm going to throw it, but oh no, I'm too cold because I'm 60.
1: No, none <laughs> of that. Look, okay. Shocking. So the example, an example, I, I pulled a, a quote from the movie for like uh, an example of the weird turn it takes. Um, uh, Mary is interviewing the the kid that shot the other kid, <laughs> and the kid says, <clears throat> "I stood over that kid and watched the life leave his eyes. I saw God and knew that he would never forgive me." This is from this. Whoa! Whoa all right, Mary and Rhoda reunion.
3: This is uh, directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right.
2: Uh, I don't want to see this, but I'm glad you saw it to tell us about it. <laughs> it's,
1: yeah, you don't need to see it. It is all up on YouTube, though. Okay. So, oh, it is? Yeah. But I just like it. it is worth it for the first like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You don't have to watch past that, really. Um, of just like seeing Mary and Rhoda again. Um, mm-hmm. And like it just makes me so sad that like both those actresses are gone now. Yeah. Um and I just like yeah. them so much on the Mary Tyler Moore Show that like it made me like overwhelmingly happy to see them again.
4: Yeah, it's one last one last time. That's yeah, nice.
1: and then another hour of movie that you can skip.
4: Yeah, it's like uh, it's like End <laughs> Wow. You okay. just you watch the first forty minutes to see all your old friends again, and then it's like, oh, what, have, what okay. are we doing here?
2: Colin, you don't see all your old friends again in the first 40 You game. see half your old friends <laughs> again.
4: You see half your old friends, your friends again, are and are they're dead. all really sad. <laughs> yeah, that's... So it's like
1: a reverse endgame.
4: <laughs> it's like, a, it's like <laughs> the opposite of endgame. Mary and Rhoda is anymore. a reverse
1: endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, do we have any questions from Twitter?
4: Yes, we have some questions from
1: Twitter. If you would Um, like your questions uh, read and answered on the show, you can tweet at us.
4: We're at shippledips, that's shipple like nipple, and dips like nips. This one comes from C. C writes, at shippledips, hey y'all, say you're dating someone for 17 months when they tell you they're moving tomorrow and cannot come back. They confess that they're being chased by a relentless deadly snail and that they move every 18 months in order to escape it. What do you do?
3: Okay, this was a question posed to me on my stream. Okay, that's right. So the snail always is coming for you no matter what, but it moves slowly. It's like it it follows. Yeah.
1: Okay, And and no matter where you move, it takes it 18 months to get to you? That's a good question. What if you? Um, just that move was. Further? I think that
3: was like a result of the math that we were working out. Sure. Okay. But like, it's always coming for you, and then you, if it touches you, you die.
1: Mm. The bad snail.
3: Yeah, it's a bad snail. Is it a powerful snail? Could someone snap on it? Um, well, without it, touching it, it, it can't. It can't die. I don't. I don't think it can die. So it's just okay. like it always is coming for you. It's very slow, and it has all of the like. Uh, powers of a normal snail except for that it's like immortal.
1: How how so, big is it? Did, is, is it a giant snail? I'm picturing a giant no, snail. No, okay. it's snail size. Okay, so like two inches tall? Yeah. Okay. I
3: how, think do you, how do
4: you recognize it from other snails? Do you just have to avoid all snails? I think you have
3: to avoid all snails. You don't okay. know that it's a, the oh. which snail is the special snail.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: I guess in terms of the relationship, it's really a question of will you go on the run with someone?
3: Right. Cuz you're not right, the person uh, who
2: the snail's coming for. But
3: it's also, a very
1: casual run.
3: It's well yeah, cuz you're like, look, we don't really have to be real it's a job. So you like, s- yeah, but you
2: can't like yeah, but you can't you're going to have to sleep far away from the snail. Yeah. Cuz that's 8 hours of not moving.
4: You can't really like buy yeah. a place. You're pretty much you're you're destined to rent for the rest of your rest of your life.
1: Or buy two houses, like can oh, you go just keep moving forth? back and forth? Yeah. Oh, yeah, just oh,
4: do that that. That. be like a bi-coastal snail.
3: family. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, not you even bi-coastal. Like, four... like,
2: the houses don't need to be that far apart. That's true. They can be the in the same small. city. Yeah, so you could sleep. If you just sleep every night, you're essentially paralyzing the snail in between the houses.
3: You just but the snail could get on a car.
2: Night.
3: What? How so the snail is, could, okay, if it gets it on the windows. Pa-
2: I thought it wasn't a super-powered snail.
3: No, it's not. So if it gets on a parked car, right? Uh-huh. See what I'm saying? Uh, okay, uh, I, it gets I, on a parked car, close. and then the car goes. I don't know if this is snail behavior.
4: Yeah, and also that car—it's not car behavior because that car won't go straight to you, <laughs> Kelly. That car okay. will go wherever the fuck it's going. So it's going. like a
3: hitchhiking snail. I think mean, the snail—the snail—is all it knows is that it needs to get to you. Right. Okay, so and it, will it knows go, where
1: you are, right? right?
3: Right. Yes, it knows where you are. So I think it's just like, by any means necessary, it g- within its power. Right. It can't fly by itself, but I guess. Here's my question. Is it considered a snail superpower for it to know to get on like a plane or something? I think yes. yes.
4: That's a snail That's superpower. That's
2: beyond a snail's
3: capability. That's like the Mr. Fantastic of snails. Like he's a genius. Yeah. Like That's
4: knowing genius. knowing it has to touch you and like how and where you are, like that can be like an animalistic sort right. of, right. you know, instinct, like, like how dogs know how to get back to uh, your apartment or whatever. Yeah, or like yeah.
1: how birds migrate.
3: Yes, yeah.
4: Exactly. It's like just you like this are springtime. This particular snail has a Thank malfunction you, <laughs> I've been simped.
3: <laughs> no, I'm not simping you. That's you said you are yeah.
2: springtime. <laughs> you know what? I think we got to give it to Patrick. He's been simped. Yeah. Well hey, done, guys.
3: Uh, two Two relationships. relationships.